This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, motherfuckers. Okay, come in hot. I just want to make sure that I don't sound exactly like I sounded or will sound on Thursday when I intro our other podcast. Yeah, but for the other one, you sounded like the way you usually sound on this one. So So I got to mix it up. So you're not (laughs) confused. I'm keeping you on your toes. Welcome to Don't Blame Me. We are an advice podcast where we give life-changing, amazing, wonderful advice. My name is Megan, and I'm joined by my co-host, the glitter glue, Melissa. What it do? Pew, pew, pew. So if you are new here, we give wonderful advice. We are both philosophers. 
That's a callback <laughs> to the last episode, if mm-hmm. you listened. And uh, we've decided to unburden ourselves and bestow our intelligence, beauty, grace, and brains, which is a thing is intelligence, onto you. And we are going to solve all of your problems. We've already solved world hunger, cure for cancer. The patent is waiting. And now we're ready to move <laughs> on to your life. And you said that last week there were people that commented, some modern day philosophers besides ourselves, of course. Who do we got? We have. Taylor Swift. Okay. I think word-wise, definitely. I think she's definitely a wordsmith. She's got a way with words, very poetic. I don't know if I would say philosopher. I would say, for me, I would say country Taylor was a philosopher. I don't know if current Taylor is one. Melissa is a love story stan. (laughs) You're a a big fan of country Taylor. Mm -hmm. Um, Remind me to send you. She has one country, like very country song off of uh, the last album. You sent it to me. Oh, okay. I listened to it. I enjoyed it. I actually, I, you sent it to me. I didn't listen to it then, but then I happened upon it one time. It was just playing. I was like, oh, this is good. What is this? (laughs) And then I realized it was what you had sent me. Mots loves that one too. Then we have one that I agree with wholeheartedly, Kylie Jenner. Because when Kylie Jenner said, this is the year of realizing, to realize things about realizing, that made me realize things. (laughs) It really just made me realize that I should realize things about realizing. Do you realize? (laughs) So Next. Then we have Maddie B., the child rapper. I'm gonna I, I respect your decision. Yeah. So who is that though? He's a child, a child raps rapper. On like, what does he do? Is he white? Of course he's white. He's a I he's a child that. rapper on YouTube named Maddie B. <laughs> I didn't know if he was just this generation's little Bow Wow and little Romeo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. He thought, like, his parents definitely thought that, like, it was going to be an Usher, Justin Bieber discovering situation. And it was, it was not. I don't even know if Maddie B ever made it on Ellen. And that is where, like, mediocre children go. Ellen doesn't even make it on Ellen these days anymore. So, true. <laughs> she has guest hosts all the time. I, dude, <laughs> we, she doesn't want to do it. She's just baiting it, waiting it out till her contract is over with. So, What's new with you? Let's see. I my I'm cramping very much right now because last night I didn't realize I forgot to take my birth control until hours after because I was up late working and then it was too late. And I also didn't take my allergy medicine and it because it's 24 hour allergy medicine. So I have to wait to the because I don't want to get off track. Mm-hmm. So I'm just a mess right now. Oof. That's brutal. <laughs> yep. Most that that is not a good combination. Yeah. Yep. I was gonna say I was so excited because for two whole days, like I didn't bleed at all. I was like nice. As somebody who's been on consistent birth control, and I'm not looking for anybody to give me advice about birth control or anything about my vagina and reproductive health. Like, no, this is not an invitation. I have been on it since August and just constantly spotting. Yeah. And there was two days where nothing and like you know when you like check to see if you're spotting and you like you get up in there to be like Mm -hmm. am i gonna spot in 20 minutes am i gonna spot Mm -hmm. an hour like you check 
I was good to go. And I was like, this is the greatest day of my entire life. It was like, and I was so shocked because it was like so heavy. Like I basically had a full period cramps like the week before. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And day before yesterday, just started spotting again. Back to the consistent normal. You had two days of freedom. But I was too nervous to like do anything with those days of freedom. So I was there was still wearing my fucking period underwear and still like, you know, I wasn't wearing a white dress and a thong. Like I was like, I was being conservative and I missed my opportunity. Well, you never know. I'll deal. It's I've gotten so used to it. I'm just like, what the fuck ever? It's fine. We'll survive. Yeah. Right? If this is your first time here at the show, welcome. Take a seat. Kick back. Relax. Uh, this is an advice podcast where you call in, you leave us voicemails, and then we give you life-changing, wonderful, amazing advice. And the uh, kicker is, as you can tell by the title, you can't blame us because we give advice the way that uh, we want to receive advice. So if you let us know that you're a very sensitive Pisces, we will take that in mind. But um, if you are wrong, we have no problem telling you that like you done goofed, you fucked up, this is your bad. But we also are willing and able to drop a hat to tell you to dump your boyfriend if he's being a toxic piece of shit. So if you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, give us a uh, ring-a-ding at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Got to keep it under three minutes. We ask that you write down everything that you're going to say, pull out your phone, time it out, see how long it takes you, and practice. Make sure you have all the information in there, ages, pronouns, it's anonymous, but all the pseudonyms of the people in there. Make it sure that it has as much detail as possible so we can give you the best advice possible. And if you get mad that we didn't psychically know something that you didn't say on the call, that's not our fault. That's your fault. If you don't include it in the call, we, we can't give advice on that right. portion of it. And we're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt either. <laughs> so with that segue. More on that later. <laughs> Truly. We can only go based off of what we have. So again, write it down, practice it, make sure that you're not missing any information. And then when you leave the voicemail or record the voice memo, read it. So you're not trying to think of things off of the top of your head because that's how you will forget stuff. And that's how you get upset and angry when we give you advice that is pertaining to exactly what you said because we didn't predict what you didn't say. Mm -hmm. We have an episode coming up with a guest and we don't do a lot of guests since the pandemic, but this was someone that we... We could not say no to. Like this is, yes, something we really Mm -hmm. want. And we want to solicit specific calls because it's something that we get calls on here occasionally, but we don't really answer them because neither of us have experience with this. So if you have any questions or you need advice regarding open relationships and polyamorous relationships, non-monogamy as a whole, yes, please send us a voicemail or a voice memo for an upcoming episode and know that it will be The guest is somebody who can speak on that and Mm -hmm. will be able to help in a way that like we can't. So this is your opportunity and this is your chance. And if you don't submit and you have something to submit, when you see the guest on this podcast, you're going to be very disappointed that you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, preface when you call in um, or leave the voicemail, just say this is for the non-monogamous episode. Perfect. So we don't have an update today unless they decide to show up. But if you're hearing this, that means they didn't decide to show up. So we don't have an update today. But that's okay because I have a really important question to ask Melissa. Okay. And I wrote this down to talk about with you. 
And you can, obviously I want you to think about it, but I want your initial reaction, like your initial answer. And then you can think about it if you want to change your answer. That's really hard for me because I'm a thinker. So I, I will try as hard as possible. Okay. Would you have sex with Jack Harlow? No. Why not? He just gives me weird vibes. It's just something about him. Like, I don't understand. I, I've only seen him in snippets of what other people have posted of how like flirtatious he is with other people. I don't, I couldn't name one song. I couldn't sing one song by him. I don't know if he's a singer or rapper. Like, I don't know what he does, but I just don't trust people that flirt in the way that he does with everyone. So I, I understand. I would like to have sex with his personality, like without a doubt, because that kind of like flirting, like I can bag anyone, like, haha, like, like the bite the lip, like, mm, like that, like, Here's the thing. Do I want to marry that? No. But like, would I enjoy taking that for a ride? Yes. But then I watched one of his music videos and I think... What is his... What kind of music does he make? He raps and he like okay. does like a singing part of rapping too. Okay. He makes good music though. Like I, I enjoy his music, but I will say, I think I have found out that I... And this tracks for me. Like, and I then started testing this theory. I don't like rappers. I don't like rappers for the sole reason that it gives me the biggest ick watching them lip sync to their songs in their music videos. I don't know what it is. And it's might be every musician out there. Like I'm now recognizing like the Justin Bieber music video. I mean, I don't I don't want to have sex with Justin Bieber. No offense. No offense. Justin Bieber is if he cares. Thank you. The same vibe. Sorry. I don't think that I am attracted to musicians because I cringe watching them like lip sync their songs and like dance around and like do whatever. And like, I think that's why I never thought Harry Styles was hot until I got on uh, TikTok and people would just like make these edits of like him flirting and winking. And I was like, oh, and see, hot. I don't like it. I don't like it. We, I... we, we've only, there's like two people that we agree upon. <laughs> yeah. And we have, opposite taste for everyone else but i've discovered that but that i love that cockiness confidence thing so that's why i like athletes who are hot but i do find a lot of athletes are like not super cute but people just like them because they're athletes and i was testing this theory and i was watching all of like the glamour like relationship quizzes or whatever and i've realized every guy that i'm like i would date him i like him athlete every guy that i was like this is like this is too like, like love of my life, Instagram caption, like really in their feelingsy, like Pisces, man, musical artist. I like the, it's like the emotionally unavailable, like none of that vibe. And that's like, I was watching these clips of Jack Carlo flirting and I was like, for sure. Then I watched a video, a music video of him and he, the pointing and the squatting, and the lip syncing. And I was like, no, <laughs> hard fast. But I can also just picture like, I know that they are playing that just from speakers. And I know that like they like pause the music and like he's still singing yeah. along and then like he's singing and the music is stopped. And they're like back to one. And he's like, oh, OK. And he's turning over again. And like it's just gives me the ick. OK. But now I know neither of us are going to have sex with Jack Harlow. <laughs> we could. We're though. not. We could. Mm, I think you're I think you would be. I don't think I would. You're true. That's true. I think I know. I am not his type. I think he would have sex with you. Not me. (laughs) That's, yeah. That's, that's why it's hard if we ever compete, not that we're going to, but like competing for 
it would be simultaneously I mean, easy and hard because it'd be like if you're into what like we're so polar opposite like type wise that like maybe they'd sleep with both of us but like it would be a snap decision that i'm like oh that's all you <laughs> this is all <laughs> you. the only person that we've ever actually wanted to fight over then we saw more of their personality and then we were over it so yeah and we're very happy for him it seems like he has found his perfect person and turns out neither of that is us nope. let's get into the calls hello megan and melissa i am a 26 year old female, she, her, and I've been dating a 30-year-old male, he, him, for about five years. Not about five years, five years. I'm a little tipsy, and I did not write this down, so I'm not getting a gold star. Just lose that expectation. Anyway, I basically need advice about an issue that I've been having with my partner. We're going to call him Bill. So Phil basically has broken trust with me by communicating with a girl via text behind my back. I caught him communicating with her, and basically it was just kind of like a hello, gorgeous kind of thing, like, hi, gorgeous, how are you doing? And I basically, you know, lost my mind and forgave him and got back with him. Anyway, God, she's not sensitive. Anyway. I kind of explained to him that in order for me to rebuild trust, I just needed him to overly communicate with me for a while because it would make me feel comfortable. Tonight, he's out with his friends, and he hasn't communicated with me the entire time he's been out. I am mad. I am frustrated. I'm trying not to just angry text him, but I'm just disappointed because I thought that after breaking my trust in him, he would go that extra mile to make me feel more assured. But I guess what I need advice on is, should I just give up at this point? Am I barking up the wrong tree? I mean, it's five years in, so should I even be asking myself this? Any advice that you give me would be helpful. I hope this was not just a jumbled mess of nonsense, and I love you guys. Bye. This sucks. My automatic thing and, like, my kind of rule with this is if you are asking yourself if you should be done with something, you're done. Like it's already there as a thought like in your head. And this wasn't like, this is your response to then him, you setting the boundary and then him and like what the expectation and then him not meeting it. Then that wasn't your initial response when you saw the text message. It wasn't like, I'm just going to be done. Like, I'm just going to be done. Like, should I just be done with this? Like, you chose to forgive him and do all of this. And like, now this is kind of where you're at. I think this is hard because like, you know, we like when people have a lot of information, write it down. So like, we don't know what his response was to that. Like if he was apologetic, if he heard you, if he was the one who suggested communicating more, if like where his stance on this is and like how he's been since then. Because right now, all we know is what you've done and like what you felt about how you've what you've said so i mean i think that first of all texting just like a girl like a random girl like a girl you know hello gorgeous like that sounds like the letter like the opening to like a like a pretty little thing discount email like hello gorgeous 15 percent off like it's just like cringy and i'm not like saying that it's not bad like it is bad it's just like 
I'm kind of looking at him like, ew, like cringy, gross, like yeah. weird. Isn't, isn't that what I think Victoria's Secret, that's how they literally their, Yeah. <laughs> Hello, gorgeous. Just like, ew, icky. But yeah, I think that like, if that was something that like he broke your trust by doing that, it seems like there's probably like a pattern here of this kind of stuff. And like the not being overly communicative when he's out is because you think he's doing something nefarious. And like, it sounds like right now what you feel like you have to do is kind of like stay on his ass and like track him and like handhold him on how to be like a good partner and do all of that shit and like kind of mommy him into it. And you don't have to do that. Like, nor should you. No. And like, he should be the one, like after he, like he broke your trust, he should be the one fixing it. And like, working that shit back like you shouldn't have to keep tabs on him to make sure he's following through with what he said yeah first of all like why did he send this again you like megan said you only gave us your side why did he send this message what did he say after what did he do after are there other messages because this doesn't seem like this is something that's just a one-off what was the conversation what followed after the message happened also, you said that you forgive him, but you don't trust him. So what? I don't think you completely forgive him. Also, like, if he said he's going out with his friends and he's not texting you while he's being out, me as someone who is like, if I was in a relationship and someone was like, text me while you're out, I find that highly annoying like if i'm out with my friends i should be able to enjoy my friends but he has broken your trust like do you want to be in a relationship where he's out with where you feel like he should be texting you while he, while he's out like that's the kind of relationship that you feel like you should be in you feel like you should have to keep tabs on him that just doesn't seem like you guys either need to have like a full conversation about where you are in your relationship and what the expectations are or don't be together because it's not healthy for you to, for him to, it's not healthy for you to be questioning his every move. I'm not saying like that in as, as a negative way towards you. I'm just saying like, how can you be in a relationship where you have to constantly second guess where the other person is all the time? And I'm not saying that he's out doing anything, but like, they can't just like freely be out because you're at home or wherever you are questioning their every move. It's just, it's just not a good relationship. So you guys either need to have a conversation about this, maybe go to therapy or in the relationship. Yeah, I agree. Like, it just doesn't seem like this is not a hard thing for him to do. And like to communicate well, like he's out after like what has happened and you having to keep tabs on someone to do something to earn your trust back that they're not trying to earn your trust back. They want to do the least possible. Yeah. And also just because he's communicating with you while he's out doesn't mean he's not out doing untrustworthy things. Exactly. Like if he's not being proactive about the things that he can do to earn your trust back and he's just like waiting for you to say what you want him to do, like that is not somebody who I think is trustworthy no. or is trying. Like he could be out with another exactly. girl and texting you. So what does it like that? Does it? You don't trust him. So you just you have to either figure out a way to trust him or not be in this relationship. 
Yeah. And trust is like, I think a lot of people think that like trust is kind of a blind thing, but it's not like trust is an earned thing. And when you lose that trust, you have to earn it back. You don't earn it back by going back into those same situations or like trying to gain trust again by just those blind events. Like you gain that back by going to therapy. You gain that back by like changing uh, how you communicate. You go and all of that has to come from him. Like you have your needs, but like the proactiveness needs to come from his end because that actually proves that there's been change there. Otherwise, yeah, he's just going to be out and texting you while hanging out with other girls because he's... He's not trying to change. He's just doing whatever you, he want, whatever you say that you want him to do to mm-hmm. like keep up appearances. But I am say out. I think that you know that too. Um, should we get into the next call? Yeah. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Hope you're having a great day. I need some advice. So I'm 22 years old, pronouns she, her. My wife is 24 years old, also pronouns she, her. We've been together for about four years and we've been married for about six months. Everything with us is amazing. I love her so much. She's great. The only issue that I'm facing is that my mother-in-law still doesn't know that we got married. My wife didn't feel comfortable telling her about it because in the past she's had some issues with her family not being understanding or accepting of her sexuality. And I can appreciate that. You know, I've also had some problems like that with my family in the past, but over the last few years, my parents have gotten better about being understanding about those things. And so it was easier for me to talk to them about this. Her mom does know, I believe, that we're together. Like, she doesn't just think that we're friends that live together, but in a way that's kind of unspoken. My issue is basically that I want to feel like I'm part of the family and I can't be when they don't know that I married into the family. Her mom lives in a different country than us as well, so we don't really see her very often, but she's going to be coming over for a bit and we're going to be, you know, spending time with her and doing things with her together. And then my wife and my mother-in-law are going to be taking a little trip together, which I wasn't invited on. And I can totally appreciate if the two of them just wanted some time, the two of them, but it would have felt nice to be invited. And I feel like if she knew that we were married, I would have been. I really just want to be part of this family and I'm not allowed to be. (laughs) My wife tries to keep me in the loop as much as she can about everything that's going on with her family, which I do appreciate, but it's like no one else in the family is including me. And I want that. I want the opportunity. So am I being unreasonable? Should there be like a time frame here where at some point my wife will have to tell her family, like, I don't know how reasonable I'm being. I don't know what I should be asking for. Okay. Any advice and opinions that you have are so much appreciated. Also, since I have a little bit of time left, I am a Virgo and my wife is a Taurus. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Love the accent. Love it. This is hard. My initial reaction is, why do you want to be in this family? <laughs> because it doesn't... I'm I'm just kind of confused about the relationship your wife has with her family because it seems like there is one, but like you're just not a part of it. But in a sense for like the reasoning behind it is the implication is that her family's homophobic, but she knows that you're dating. You're just not married. I would feel the exact same way about this. Like, I think that like your desire to be a part of the family and be included makes me feel like the like your wife is involved with her family, like a good amount that you feel like there's something to be left out of. And 
that doesn't make sense to me for the reasoning why you are not being included is it kind of seems like a pseudo protecting you and her from them because they're homophobic, but they know that you're dating and she still has a relationship with them. And like, like, yeah, the, I would feel the exact same way. And like, I don't think it's fair or valid at all for people to be like, ask them to cut their like family off. Like that has to be a choice that person whose family it is like has to make. But yeah, I would ask for more clarity. Like, cause I would just be like, I'm just a little confused because like, I obviously like love you and I really care about you. And it really hurts to know that like your family doesn't know that like we're married. And I just feel like an outsider of this. And like, I just like, can I have some more insight as to like what the reasoning behind this is? Because it's really hard for me to understand that the reasoning behind it is that they're like homophobic, but like they know that we're together and like, if we're going to be together and we're married for the long term, like, I don't want you to cut off your parents, but like, I need to work on my relationship with them too, because like, we're both going to be around forever. And so how is this going to work? Because there's just, there is no relationship there right now. And like keeping that separate, that is not healthy for too long, like lifelong relationships you're having with both parties. Yeah, I feel like this is actually a conversation y'all should have had before legalities were brought into the relationship because this is clearly for your wife that this is not something that was a problem for them. Like they went into the marriage with the idea like we're going to be married in secret and you agreed to it. So now you're here where you are and now you feel like you're being left out of the family. You could give them the ultimatum, like you tell your parents or I or your family or I'm out, but also you already agreed to this. Like you signed the contract that this was what the relationship was going to be. I don't know if time is going to make it any better because if they're homophobic, you've been married, you've been together and they know you're together. What does telling, like, what does it matter if you tell them that you're married? So I think this is mainly a, like a issue that your wife has. Like, what is it with your wife that does she feel like she's going to be disowned because, you know, and also we're speaking as two yeah. straight people. So I do want to preface that. So but like, what is it going to change? Like, what's it going to change as in your relationship? Yeah, because that makes me worried about her. If she's trying to protect protect you from them being incredibly homophobic, like I can't imagine how draining that is for her to be in that situation while they're being homophobic to her and she's maintaining that relationship with them. And like, yes, is, it, is she going to be financially cut off or is she in the process of making sure that she is, both of you are financially independent so they don't you don't rely on them for anything? And is she in the process of, distancing herself from them. And this is like just taking a while, which is very valid and fair. But like, yeah, I think it's just like her wanting to protect you from them is like, I think a very noble and kind thing. But unless someone's protecting her from them, where does this end? At what point? Because like, yeah, I think that she's saying she's saying that she's trying to protect you, but she's actually trying to protect herself and her relationship with them. So what are the steps that I I mean, you're in this now. So 
I think having a clear conversation about what are the steps that you're taking for us to be seen as a unit and a family in your family's eyes, what are you what are you doing? Yeah, what's our plan? Because if there's not a plan, then this is just how it's going to be. And you just have yeah. to accept that. It's going to be indefinite. And I mm-hmm. think that like, I think that would be ridiculously insensitive for her to ask of you just to do this forever. And I do agree that this should have been a conversation before you got married, but divorce exists for a reason and separate, like it, it does. But like, I think that like, there's no ultimatum to give her because you also understand that, that your family has come around. And I think that's probably a lot to do with like, I don't want to like not give your family credit for changing their mindset and their worldview. But like when families learn from their homophobia, yes, good on them, but like also good on like the queer and gay and LGBTQIA plus people in their lives who like helped that happen. And who like, whether that's like their actual kid or whether that's the people who wrote the books, the people who like wrote these articles to help them do that. And I'm assuming that's how your parents have, you've had had a better relationship with them now and they've understood that more. There was work that was put in. And if you're also not being privy to the work that's being put in while you're not there, all of it is in everybody else's hands. And Mm -hmm. like, she can want to protect you from it. And she can say that she wants to do it all herself and she doesn't want to have you caught in the crossfire. But like, you are married like you are like if you are willing and able to be like no i am okay if they say some things that like hurt but i want to be able to be there to like course correct and like help them the same way that you are doing this and like if that's the choice like you just need to be able to have a voice and be involved and choose that like right now it feels like she's sheltering you from something that you're not even 100 percent sure what that is and then it just kind of feels like forever which isn't fair mm-hmm. but yeah i think that like I understand her wanting to like go on that like vacation with just her mom. Like I would get that. I think that's valid and fair, but I think like all of the shit that's piled up and like the context to the situation. Yeah. Makes that feel like that's really hard. I don't think it's a time frame. I think it's actionable steps. What is happening? Explain this to me and like, listen to what she has to say before you suggest solutions. Because I think if you can see that if she has been working towards something, what you can do to like contribute and tweak that. Or if she hasn't at all, what do you want to do mm-hmm. moving forward? Because your needs and wants are important and valid too. Yeah. And I'm just going to say it. You are both very young. Yeah. Very, 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 very young. And these are heavy, hard things to do, which is why I don't suggest getting married till you're at least 25. <laughs> later than that just because it's a lot yeah all right time for a break okay we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there I'll, and, and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah I drink mine specifically when I am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I 
love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again and one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program the cheaper the books get book of the month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors one of the amazing things about book of the month is that every aspect of book of the month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers first of all the books come in a bright blue box which is very pretty me and megan were just talking about them there's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective 
Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we're back. Sorry, I was yawning. That was a nice little dance move that you did. Thank you. I, as a white person, I'm very good at the sitting down dancing. It's because you can't tell that my body is flat as a board and my ass wasn't. It's my lower half that does fuck me up. So you still, you have rhythm though. So that counts. Oh, I do. But you also took tat dance for a long time. I did. If I like came out of that <laughs> with no rhythm, I would have been screwed. Yeah. yeah. Mott has none. Oh, I know. I've seen it's it. It's so funny. <laughs> I I love it. All right. Hi, Megan and Melissa. This might be a bit of an odd call since it's not about something currently happening in my life, but I feel like Megan will have good advice and strong opinions on this. With Taylor's recent re-recording of her album Red and all this talk of age gap relationships and the power dynamic involved, it got me thinking what if my future kid was involved in an age gap relationship and I obviously knew it wasn't healthy. Because I think if a parent tells their kid not to date someone, it just turns them into the kid being spiteful and dating that person anyways. Also, how would you as a potential parent approach the situation if your kid was the Taylor Swift versus the Jake Gyllenhaal in the relationship? I know none of us are parents, but I'm interested to hear your guys' perspective and advice on this. Thanks so much and love the podcast. I think about this a lot. First of all, I want to say that I think there are many different ways that you can go about this. There's a wonderful Modern Family episode that like gets to my heart every fucking time where Haley is dating an older guy and uh, Claire's thing is like, we can't pay it any attention. Like that'll just make her want to do it more. I know about pissing my dad off. And it has this wonderful heartfelt moment of Phil in an elevator delivering this monologue that makes me cry every time. It's so good. You can look up Phil Dunphy elevator <laughs> and you should find it i um i feel like every episode now because this is becoming a recurring thing that we bring up modern family so should we, we do a modern people... family podcast i would love to i would love that would love like, to is the world ready for our rico opinions <sighs> i don't know but here's the thing i just want to say that anybody who's in an age gap relationship who is the younger person in that I mean this in the nicest way possible. Uh, sounds mean. But just like listen to what I'm saying. This is not a personal attack on you. For anyone who is the younger person in a big age gap relationship, my issues are never with you at all. At all, at all, at all. And you are not at fault. You are not responsible for defending your relationship at all. So please just know that and just like listen. But I think a lot of the time, and my friends who are in larger age gap relationships, they know why like they know what it is that led them to seek out or be someone who older men specifically older men were interested in 
And it's not because they don't like guys their own age and it's all they like prefer guys who are like older and mature. It's usually people who uh, were having to provide for their families at a very young age and needed security. It's sometimes people who did not have a good relationship with adults in their personal life. Like the biggest thing that you can do to kind of prevent that from happening, A, and this is again, not to say that everybody who's a part of these things has an unhealthy relationship with their parents, but having a good relationship with your parents and like older people in your life and seeing them not as peers, but as people that like you respect and people who respect you and care about you. That's really important. Making sure to the best of your ability that they are not like, I think about when I'm complimenting my kids in the future, I'm not going to tell my kids that they're mature as a compliment, because that is a compliment that That's something that older men say to girls to make them feel special and make them feel like that. And I never want something that I have said that has been a praise to my kid to be then considered a praise when a romantic suitor says that to them. Like, I want there to be a clear distinction of that. And like what you value, like what, what you value you bring to the table is like being your age is great and all of that. And then I think the number one thing is talking about it and like talking about like, if an older man is interested in you, that means he doesn't have anyone his age who's interested in him. Like, if you're like, that's just what it goes. And like, I've asked this on my Instagram before, and that's the people who said that they never had any interest in older guys. I never had interest in guys who are exponentially older than me because <laughs> without getting into detail, I saw this relationship in front of me and was like, I don't want that at all. Even though one party was telling me, you don't want this, but like you want the concept of this as a whole. The concept of this is great. And I was like, I don't trust a fucking word you say in general. And like, this gives me the ick. I don't like that. But that like kids who people on my Instagram, when I asked this, they said the biggest thing that made them have no interest was like their their mom specifically and their dads like really early on told them like older men shouldn't be interested in you. Like that is like, that means that someone their own age is not wanting to date them. And like, that's gross. Like you're like, you're allowed to date boys your own age. Like, that's great, blah, blah, blah. But like pointing out when you see large age gaps like on television and like making sure it's not, your children know that like that shouldn't be romanticized because that's the issue. Is it just normalized and romanticized everywhere? Absolutely everywhere. And then people who want to defend these age gap relationships act like, here's the thing, you know you're an exception to the rule that your relationship is absolutely great. There is no power dynamics there. Both of you came from like really stable upbringings and there is no like, unresolved trauma. There is no, there's nothing that led you here based besides pure love. But you are telling me that you're trying to destigmatize that, but you know, you're the exception to the rule. Why do you want other girls to get into these relationships when you know that's not how 99.999% of them go? Yeah. Like it's not. And like, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. But when you try and normalize something that is already so fucking normalized, and has so many like problematic instances and occurrences that just like convinces people that they should hop into something that you like full well know is not successful or healthy most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. For you, it was like seeing firsthand. And for me, it was my parents leading by example. Like my parents are only a year apart. And then they would like openly see like other older boys maybe flirting with me and like shoot it down and they would explain to me I think if you're explaining why these Mm -hmm. things are wrong because of the power dynamic it also like 
it gives you that example that that's not something that you want. But also on top of that, which looking back, a little traumatizing, but my grandmother absolutely would always like this is a thing with, you know, people a lot of times people romanticize their grandparents having oh god uh, age gap relationships my grandparents they're they were the same age but my grandmother thought and rightfully so that all men were trash and she like instilled (laughs) that into me as a child where like you don't trust men like this is not like you have to have your own things you don't need a man to protect you or which is a lot how a lot of people feel in these type of this is somebody that's there to like take care of me and protect me but she was always like you need to have something that's always your own that's where I got my saying did come to dime a dozen from her yeah so I just think like you just have to be the example and tell the truth like don't try to sugarcoat anything I don't I I don't believe that like you should talk to children as if they're people and not down to you and when you talk to them as people then they respect you more and so if you talk to them you know of course in an age-appropriate way explain how you see the world and how you view them and why you have those views without like demanding them and feeling like you need to like be the the parent that is parenting them instead you're being someone that's educating them then I think that they will listen and be more of a sponge as opposed to someone that's trying to defy you yeah because the rebellious nature also comes into play when you're not allowed to do something Mm -hmm. and I think that like a lot of this also happened we see with like large age gap relationships back in the day was because you lived at home And you weren't moving out of your house until you got married. And so who you're getting married to is going to be an older guy. And that's going to be your first dating experience, your first everything. So like, let your kids date, let your kids date, let your kids like with date people their own age, like let them have safe sex, like have that conversation with them, like have those things, like obviously your own parenting and your own boundaries. But when you make something for, oh no, all of this stuff that you want to do, that's for adults. When Mm -hmm. then, when they date an adult, that means it's for them. And they're going to seek that out. Right. And it's not like you do this or else it's you do this because or you should do this because. Yeah. And I think that like it's one thing that I and this is not an attack at all. And this happens to, like this is not like an everything. But a lot of my friends who didn't end up with guys who are older, but like, you know, had phases where they're dating older guys. It was my friends who didn't date a lot in high school. They didn't have a lot of conversations, even if it's not in the practicality of like, oh, you're dating someone your age. Let's talk about dating and sex. Let's talk about all of this. It was parents that were kind of just like, oh, well, you're not dating. So we're not going to talk about it. But like, it'll be good. Like everything will be fine. And when you don't have something to compare it to and you don't, if I personally find most people I know who have gotten attention from specifically heterosexual relationships, who've gotten attention from boys their age, then when older men were like into them, it was kind of like, ew gross but when they can single out people who haven't necessarily had that and make them feel really special they you don't have something to compare it to and i think parents can kind of think they're off the hook when their kid doesn't date in high school or their kid doesn't have any of that that they're like oh i don't have to worry about any of this stuff but like no you still have to instill like and model what a healthy relationship looks like and point out when you see those things that aren't healthy and explain these things and like talk in hypotheticals about this stuff so like your kid is like well armed to like and equipped like go into the world and understand these things just because they haven't had practice or like you don't have to learn everything by participating in it. And I think that like 
that's something that I really hope that people teach their sons as well. Mm-hmm. That like, that's something that like we need to teach everybody that like relationships with other people is not figure it out as you go along. Like that's not it. Like we can spend the time educating and understanding interpersonal relationships and talking about them in hypotheticals. So you don't kind of just have to be a bomb going off and like disrupting people's lives and their relationships because you don't know how to date or how to be in a relationship. And so I think is when you let your kids do those things and have agency and ask questions and understand those things, they're less likely to trust a random adult telling them what the status quo is when their parent who they love and really trust has had those conversations with them prior. Yeah. Yeah. And I I wanted to touch on what you said about the telling your kids they're mature. I remember when I was in 10th grade, I overheard my mom and her friend talking and my mom's friend was like, Melissa probably has a boyfriend in college because she's so mature. And my mom shut it down real quick. She was like, what does a college student need with a 10th grader? Melissa's smarter than that. So. Yeah, it's just it's the same. I think of it in like obviously a much less like intense way, but in the same reason that like parents teaching proper anatomy to describe Mm -hmm. uh, genitalia, because that helps children who have been in situations where might have been some non-consensual or any sort of touching or inappropriate behavior going on. They have the words and the explanation to tell you Mm -hmm. that. I think of that in the same way with like the word mature having the correct terminology there just makes your kid able to communicate with you better and then hears those words later down the road and has connotations to them. Yeah. So that's it. And then maybe it's just mandatory mandatory viewing of the all too well music video for children in schools. <laughs> and you're like, this is not fun. <laughs> all right, next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for advice about my relationship. I'm 18 years old, and I go by he, him, and my boyfriend is 21 years old, who also goes by he, him. We have known each other for about five months, and we became official about three months ago, and things could not have been going better. I'm the type of person to be very cautious when it comes to a relationship and try to take it very slow, but this one feels different. I can tell that we just work so well together and have an amazing connection. I truly think he is the love of my life, but I will bite my tongue on that because it's only been three months, and I am only 18. With that being said, we still have not had penetrative sex. We have done nearly everything but. At first, I was asking him many times over and over when things got hot and heavy to engage in anal, but always respected when he would say no. Because he is a bottom, he would use the excuse that his stomach was bothering him and he didn't feel sexy, which is completely valid. Come multiple times of us planning to have sex and him bailing last minute, I thought a conversation was necessary. Around our two-month anniversary, I brought it up and assured him that I never want to pressure him into doing something he doesn't want to, and I do not want to make him feel guilty, but I needed answers as to why we haven't gone all the way yet. It was then that he told me he felt really insecure when it came to bottoming and wanted to start working on that for us and for our relationship, but he felt he couldn't because of his stomach issues. A few days after our three-month anniversary, he was put on medication to treat IBS and had told me that it had been working so well and he was very excited to have sex when he came back home from school that following weekend, a.k.a. last weekend. The day he got home, we tried anal foreplay, and he stopped me. We finished up sexy time without anal, and he wanted to have a conversation. He told me that he doesn't know, or he knows he's definitely not a top, but he doesn't know if he's a bottom either. He looked it up and found out that he might be something called a side, which is somebody who doesn't like giving or receiving anal in any form. 
but he doesn't know if this is because he had stomach issues his whole life and he's never been interested in bottoming or because he actually doesn't like it. After telling me this, he asked me a very heavy question. He said, I will still actively try to figure out my meds and attempt anal, but if I can't provide that with you for you, is that a deal breaker in our relationship? I had never thought about that. My whole vision of sexual pleasure is deeply focused on penetrative sex. I had to think about it, and he started tearing up. And in that moment, I realized that I couldn't lose what we had over something as simple as sex. I need advice because I'm not sure if I'm making the right decision. I don't know if I could do that for the rest of my life if this goes as I want it to. I want things to work out as well as possible, but that means most likely giving up penetrative sex. Love you guys. Thank you for everything you do. Please help. Wow. You get a diamond. That was very well thought out. and Wonderful. I also love your voice. Yeah. I would love that in an audio book. As someone with IBS, like, I really understand that. And I think that, like, obviously, again, we are two people without penises without I've never had anal and I without a doubt like if you didn't tell me that there is like a term for someone who like doesn't like giving or receiving anal like like the like anxiety that comes from like being someone who like whatever medical kind of thing that is like I have like period trauma like I have like that and like also like the same thing when it comes to like you know IBS and that stuff like that becomes like a deeply ingrained like shameful kind of thing that the anxiety from it I could completely understand if that's something that your body tenses up like it just it when you're anxious and you don't feel and it has nothing to do with like you collar like and like feeling safe and secure it's like you don't trust your body and that is like a very anxious feeling and even when you're starting to take something or do something that's like it's starting to get better you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and your body isn't like oh, we're, we're clear now. We're, this is chill. This is awesome. Like, this is perfect. Like, it still has that kind of tenseness and that anxiety there. And then you have the mental aspect of that anxiety and that nerves and all of that, that I think that that's there. But I think the biggest thing, like the most important thing is like, I think that regardless of like the reasoning behind it, he said that he wants to keep trying and like working on that. And he might decide that he doesn't want to keep trying and working on that. Like he might be like, Maybe I'll try in a couple years to do that again, but like he might get fatigued of that and kind of reach his like exhaustion point of that. And that doesn't mean that it's never going to change. It could for a while. This sounds great, like on paper and the relationship and like, I, we, I can hear your happiness. Like you're beaming talking about how you feel about him. But I think that you're not committing your life to him. And I think that like, if you are right now are not willing to lose what you have for the potential that a couple of years down the road, it might be a deal breaker for you. I think you just need to communicate that. You can say, you know what? Right now, it's not a deal breaker for me. I can't promise you that it's not going to be a deal breaker for me in five years. I really want to make this work. And right now at this moment, this is something I can do, but I need to make sure that you know that because in five years, let's say it's not working. It's, it's just something that we've tabled for five years. And I realize that this is a deal breaker. That needs to be a conversation that you have now, but I don't think that you need to make decisions necessarily when you're 18 and three months in. Yeah. To, to predict how you're going to feel in X amount of years. Like, I think you can operate on how you feel in the moment 
you just have to let the other person know that that's what you're doing and you can't guarantee that. And he might be like, you know what? If you can't prompt, like if that can't be a guarantee, which to be fair, you can't really guarantee that with deal breakers in general, then he can, he doesn't need to co-sign that. Like he can be like, you know what? That's not going to work for me, but you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's great advice. I think that's great advice for the caller. And then I kind of have advice more for the boyfriend. Maybe they can try. And this is just like them by themselves since they don't know. And they're still trying to figure out their body to try when they're masturbating to incorporate finger play in their own masturbation and get kind of used to their body and trusting their body. So like using fingers and then, you know, eventually moving up to toys and then eventually like once they're comfortable with themselves, then having you come in and then try like before you try like full penetrative sex, try those same things. And then, you know, just slowly working up that trust and seeing how the medicine's doing because the medicine might be great right now and not be great in the future. So just trying things and figuring out things because your body changes all the time and figuring out what you like, don't like, what you're comfortable with is going to continue to change. But you you need to know your body first before you introduce someone else into the equation. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's about figuring out and he can either verbalize it to you or he can work on it and figure out himself what the specific issues are because like physically if it's like discomfort and it's something that he wants to like work past I mean like going to a doctor checking to see if you have hemorrhoids checking to see if you've like torn like do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. IBS can wreak havoc on your body so like doing that or if it's a mental thing and it's whatever his IBS has done for him that he's afraid of you know it being messy or whatever that is kind of if he hasn't unpacked that aspect of it and like pinpointing where it comes to his own anxieties and like the fears that he has versus like medical stuff, because like you can go to a doctor, get medication for IVS and all of that stuff. But like you can like, again, you can like wreak havoc on your body and like that. I'm not sure. I don't know if they do it for people with penises. Hold on. What are you looking for? Pelvic floor physical therapy. Oh, there's anal physical therapy. Yeah. So, but I know that they do that. They'll do like some butt stuff in that for people's vaginas too. But I think that like that is something that like could also be there that mm-hmm. to, for helpful for that. It's very okay when you have like a any sort of chronic health issues to be like my plate is full. I don't want to do this. Like I thought I've I've had to deal with this so much, and this is one additional thing that this is like affected in my life, and like. I, I just don't want to deal with this right now or potentially ever. And that's also okay. But if it is something that he wants to like work on, not just for you, but like for him personally, I think, yeah, talking to different doctors who do different things to like check medically to see if there is anything there. And I would hope that, I don't know what city you're in, but if you're in a city where like disclosing your sexual like partners to like your doctor is something that like doesn't feel like safe or something. I'm sure that there are places you could look online for doctors that treat people in non-heterosexual relationships that is like much safer in that way. Cause that's a really, that's part of the reason why a lot of the times people similarly to why women don't get diagnosed with endometriosis, people in same sex relationships don't necessarily get the greatest 
healthcare because sometimes the doctors aren't safe. Yeah. There's also, I think they're called sexiophysical therapists. I saw an article on Goop. Uh, I mean, not, it wasn't on Goop, but they did an episode. <laughs> Melissa's of, a big Goop stand. I saw an article about this thing that they did on Goop's thing, but it was very interesting where like in California, it's legal for these type of therapists to like touch you and help people through sexual trauma. And then during the pandemic, they had to like, because things weren't in person, they could go online and do and do it virtual and because it was virtual they're not touching people so then they can talk to a lot of other people i'll put a link in the show notes about what they actually do and it might be something to look into too because they help you get acquainted with your body well we hope that helped obviously we can't share the, the personal aspects of this but wishing you the best and also Friends can also be the loves of your life. Like you can love yeah. someone so much like that. And like, you can also just be like wonderful, amazing friends if the sexual compatibility doesn't work currently. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to say goodbye to them in your life fully if it doesn't work out. Yeah. But hoping for the best and you sound so happy and that makes me happy. Yeah, me too. So. All right. Time for Don't Blame Them. There we go. It is time for Don't Blame Them. If you watch the Patreon video, you saw my face being like trying to read Melissa's mind <laughs> being like, I don't know what number we're on. So now it's time for Don't Blame Them. This is where one of you, our listeners, calls in with your own advice pertaining to a previous call on a previous episode. It's maybe a personal experience or there's something that we missed or you just love the sound of your own voice and want to let us know. So take it away. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I was just calling for a Don't Blame Them about the girl who's obsessed with her boss. So this is also just a general PSA for anyone that loves their boss. Don't do it. Um, This is yourself coming from the future in two years. Do not do it. Do not date that man. Listen to Megan and Melissa. So I secretly dated my boss who was 13 years older than me for two years. So I was like 18 when we started dating. Yeah, don't do it to this girl. I know you say people around you don't know, like your boyfriend doesn't know you have a crush on him. Um, No, he does. Like, and if he doesn't, he will very soon. When you obsessively talk about someone, even if you're just talking about work, people aren't stupid and they're going to pick up on it. That's what happened like six months before I even started dating my boss. I obsessively talked about him. It was just like in a work way. But my mom was like, I think you like infatuated this man. You have a crush. And I was like, no, no, I do not. I think he's just like, we just... You just like, oh, this person's like a really nice guy. Like, I just want to show him off. But trust me, do not do it. Like, it is not worth dating this older man. It is just like camp goggles, but for work, because you're like going through the same shit, especially in a restaurant and hospitality. It's shit. And it's just like the age doesn't feel different when you're going through that altogether. And it's just, yeah, don't do it. If he likes you back, also red flag, Mm, run. Look at someone 11 years younger than you. Would you date them? I would hope not, like, but it sounds like you've already distanced yourself from him because he's now promoted. So if he does, when he does come into the store, just you can give a quick smile, hi, but try to not talk to him. I think that's going to be your best bet. Obviously, like you, if you have any issues, go to your in-store boss because it sounds like you don't really need to go to your general manager if he's managing all the stores. Like you can go to regular manager at your store, someone else. So just try not to 
talk to him as much, listen to Megan and Melissa. If you need therapy, I mean, we probably all need therapy, but yeah, go, go to therapy. Yeah. And if anyone needs validation, if you need validation for work, we'll talk about all the shitty things about restaurants or like customers. I will validate you. Get Megan and Melissa to give you my Instagram and I will tell you how proud I am of your work. Or you can just talk shit with me. We can do that. It'll be fun. Just live your best life. Anyone listening, young. Yeah. We are too young to be focusing on these older men. You want to live your hot girl summer. Have your movie montage moment, you know, in movies when they show all the friends living, like having fun in the summer, like get stories, have your best life, obviously be safe because COVID. But yeah, love you all. Please, please, please do not date your boss. Thank you. A plus. She said it all. A plus, 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 plus. There's nobody more passionate about anti-age gap relationships than people who have been in them them. and recovered from all of it. So hell yes. Thank you so much. Saying it better than we ever could. So that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoy. If you want to sign up for our Patreon, we have two different tiers. $1 a month, you can watch the video versions of the podcast. It's great. It's fun. And then $5 a month, you can come and join our live streams. We do twice a month. We have a great, fun time. A wonderful way to make friends during the pandemic. And it's a great way to help support our show. If you want to leave the review on the podcast app, go for it. And if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, leave us a voice at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, send us a voice note at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Follow our Instagram, follow our individual ones. For people that are using leaving voice memos, can you please, before you save it, change it to an MP3? Thank you. Got it. Melissa has a migraine, so everybody go send her well wishes on Instagram, even though this will be uh, over a week since this has happened. Hopefully it'll it'll be done. Hopefully it'll be done by then, but that's why I'm taking fast on the outro so she can go to sleep. And uh, that's it. We will see you all next time. Tune into our other podcast, But Am I Wrong, on Thursday. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.